Welcome to this month's Ask the Expert with Capnick Insurance Group by Michael Spath and talking to our towing practice leader, Keith Tobergen. Keith, thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. So Keith, big picture, what does the idea of a towing practice encompass at Capnick Insurance Group? So the tow practice within the firm is made up of several different facets, if you will. You've got your sales folks that go out and actually contact clients, try to be part of the associations within our geographic footprint. And then, of course, you've got, I guess, what I would say, the brains of the operation back at the office who are all our service team members who handle the day-to-day asks from the client. Keith, let's get into it a little bit because we've talked construction, we've talked real estate, we've talked private client, we've talked Main Street throughout the last year with our Ask the Expert for Capnick Insurance Group. And so what are the unique risks in the towing space that you wouldn't find maybe in something like real estate? Sure. So interesting enough, when you look at tow and transportation, but primarily tow in our case, it's pretty much in a box, right? There's only a handful of coverages specific to the tow industry. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's very niche and straightforward focused. When you're dealing with a tower from, let's just say, the state of Indiana to a, a tower in the state of Michigan, for the most part, they're doing exactly the same thing, towing for municipalities, contracted with motor clubs, you know, general public for hire towing. So the coverages, the risks are inherent to what they do. It's all the same where if you start looking at real estate, there's so much more to real estate to delve into from a coverage standpoint, state to state requirements, laws, financial requirements, loan requirements, things like that, where tow isn't as in-depth, but in its own right, it's got its own unique coverages and risk to it. Keith, obviously right now in the state of Michigan, where we find ourselves January and February and March are big towing times for for the towers out there because so many people break down, there's snow drifts, there's people that spin off the road, things of that nature. So take us through a little bit of, from a risk standpoint, from an insurance standpoint, what are you looking for from the moment they leave their place of operation to get to the towing site? Sure. You know, ideally, you're looking for a a tower that can come and perform that duty safely, and that's the biggest key. You know, in this particular industry, we don't see a lot of frequency claims. We see severity because you've got people, employees sitting on the side of the road. And again, back to your point, Michael, winter months, you know, things are much more sensitive from a loss perspective, because at that point, you you don't know the road conditions. Are they icy? So you've got an inherent danger there, no matter what you're doing. So what, ideally from an insurance standpoint, what you're looking to do is find that client and that insured that can go out there, perform that job professionally and safely. And that can come in many facets, right? Making sure we've got flares up, make sure we've got our lights on, and the list goes on. So the majority of the clients that we deal with are very well known in the industry. They do a great job. From an insurance standpoint, We're not so concerned about the practices of that particular client. It's more, how do we let the third parties around us know that we're there, right? So how do we do that so that we don't get hit? People don't run into us and injure an employee or even injure the individual we're there to help. Well, Keith, I mean, from a traditional standpoint, you look at a vehicle, in this case, a a towing vehicle just falls under commercial auto. But these are different than even a van that's being moved or a truck that's being moved because these things are rigged out specifically 
to make them effective, both in the conditions, but also to tow a car, to pull a car anywhere from five miles to 30 miles away. Is it a challenge to place coverage just in terms of commercial auto to take care of the physical property, the the cost to replace one, and the liability that is associated with a towing truck? Great question, because you start looking at the depth of market space that would like to entertain towers, it's very few, right? You can always buy coverage somewhere in this industry, uh, whether it's for tow trucks or if it's for buildings or whatever it might be. But to find a, a good partner that understands this industry, the needs, the challenges therein, it's a difficult ask. And Capnick's been very fortunate in being in this industry as long as they have been. It's been, what, 35 years or so that we've been practicing in this, this niche. We've built some really good relationships from a market capacity over the years and pride ourselves in the fact that we can go out and get coverage for those clients that are doing things right. So we don't have to go to excess surplus lines. You know, we can go to a handful of kind of exclusive partnerships in the space and provide a competitive market and premium to this field of business. Keith, so traditionally, I mean, there is a commercial auto, the workers' comp, as you talked about earlier, you know, and the danger that exists for these towers when they're getting out and, and putting someone on hook. Most of the time, they're going out in bad conditions, right? They're going out and it's storming outside. They're going out in the snow. So there's a greater likelihood of some issues there. But tell me a little about like what happens once they connect the car to the tow truck. What other liabilities, what other exposures are they now taking on the moment they've connected themselves to another car? There's two parts to this coverage, and I'll give you two examples of. So your example of a, you know, client goes out and hooks to a car. We've got on-hook coverage, right? So that on-hook coverage protects that third-party car with kind of a care, custody, control, or Bailey's, if you will. And the car gets either towed to a repair facility once it's hooked to our truck or on the flatbed of a truck. And then also it could possibly come to our own storage facility and it'll sit there until the owner comes and picks the car up for whatever reason that they were towed for. The second piece of that is we've got clients and we've all seen these great big rotator tow trucks out there. They've got the capacity to hook up to a full tractor trailer unit that's been broke down or might have been an accident. And so not only do you have on-hook exposure at that same time, but now you've got a cargo exposure because whatever might be in that vehicle, that trailer, let's say, could be loaded full of computers. And so now you've got a cargo exposure. So there's a dual coverage the minute we hook to a vehicle or we've got it on a flatbed. And for layman's terms or better, better explanation, it's on-hook and cargo. Keith, what about the passenger themselves? I mean, the person that's driving the vehicle, there's only one person. Do they get in the car? Should they get in the tow truck with the tower and be driven where they're going? What happens if they're picking up a family and there's four people? What should a tower and the towing company do when the passenger's inside the vehicle? You know, all depends on situation and how you're dispatched to that call. You know, again, you're going to have motor clubs, you're going to have municipalities, and every one of those are going to have a little bit different flavor for what we do in those particular instances. Now, most of our motor club business or most of the motor club business that these uh, contractors and clients will do in those contracts typically they say, well, you need to transport that client to the destination of that car, whether it be repair shop, their home, whatever it might be. Because, of course, you can't leave an individual sitting on the, the side of I-75 at 2 o'clock in the morning. 
again, all these are reviewed prior to dispatching a vehicle because if you've got four people in that vehicle, then there's a little bit more to that because, you know, you're not going to be able to fit five people in a tow truck. So whether the motor club or the municipality takes some responsibility in transporting those folks, I, I'm not sure. But in most fashions, we'll be able to fit one to two people in the truck. And then again, there's another big exposure, right? Because if now all of a sudden we get in an accident on the way back to delivering that auto and we've got injuries, that falls back on that auto liability. So there's, there's an inherent coverage there that by all stretch imaginations is, is sensitive as well. Keith, I mean, one of the things that you keep on saying without maybe overtly saying is what type of safety precautions does any particular tower put into place to avoid the worst case scenario? As you said, you're going to look at that. The towing practice is going to look at that. But that's one of the strengths of Capnick is that the towing practice is not going to sign clients where we have not done our due diligence and making sure that they're checking off that list. Not that you can tell me the exact number, but are we talking like there's a list of five things you got to check off or there's a list of a hundred things you got to check off to make sure that you're in a good place? From our perspective, Michael, when we look at a new risk, some of the very first questions that we'll always ask and the insurance carriers always ask is, okay, how about safety? What are we doing for driver's training, right? What do you do in the event that you've got a new employee coming on board that wants to tow? Then from that point, you go into that next step of, okay, once you've got that employee in a vehicle, what is it that we expect from that person? Now, insurance sometimes, most times, doesn't dictate what we can and can't do within a, a commercial vehicle, especially a tow truck, because that's going to be dictated by the Michigan Public Safety, right, MPSC, or the DOT, which they've got their own guidelines that once you start operating a vehicle that might be that to 20,000 and above GVW, your requirements as a driver then become a little bit more important because then that's your job. So now, from a state and federal requirement, these drivers are going to be required to drug test, that they are certified, whether it be chauffeur or DOT authorized, and then there's different levels therein. So that's a good thing that happens. And then from an insurance standpoint, we're then looking and saying, okay, are you doing all these things? And if you're not doing these things, do you have a uh, ongoing safety program, monthly meetings, weekly meetings? If you don't, Capnick is blessed enough that we've got some really talented folks that can assist in that area and we'll make sure that we implement for them those particular policies that can help them perform better, operate better, safer, and then also uh, make sure they're being compliant with what the federal and state regulations and requirements are. All right, great stuff. Thank you, Keith, very much for providing us insight into the towing practice at Capnick Insurance Group. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you. 